We are live uh, after, I mean, maybe not the greatest uh, Mexico Grand Prix, not the most exciting one, but an important one for sure. Um, We're here to just talk about it, Johnny. Initial thoughts on the race. Well, I think I think you're right. I think we, we hyped it up, and I think everything was hyped up for this one. And maybe it's not Mexico City. Maybe it's Brazil where, where some, some real fireworks occur. Um, but still fun. Still fun to see Mexico really come out in full force. It was, it was pretty cool to see Checo get all the praise this weekend and see all of the, the flags out there in the stands. And, and I, I thought it was pretty cool to see that from the start, Chase. No, hundred percent. Like they were all full force out for Checo. He deserved it. He, he drove a great race. I I really think um, that was probably the most exciting part of this race, which ultimately didn't pay off, but his race to get um, to, to try to reach Lewis and get that second spot. But first Mexican man to be on a podium in his home country for the grand prix. Awesome to see first Mexican man to lead the grand prix for a lap. So no, yeah. there's a lot of first year. Um, I'm gl- glad the fans got a, a, a hopefully a some payoff with Checo. Ultimately, not the old like passing Lewis. I think would have been an awesome moment. But um, but Checo gro- drove a great race, and the 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 Red Bulls were quick today. Not not quicker than Max. Yeah, no, I think um, I think all the fans. I mean, the vast majority of fans. And this may be everywhere, by the way, on this on this calendar. Besides, perhaps in Italy, um, Red Bull dominates. I know McLaren and like the team polls came out as the most popular team, which was a surprise. Um, but Rebel fans are are everywhere, and I think when they pan the crowd here in Mexico City, there were so many Rebel fans. Um, so I think for the fans there live seeing Max win, seeing Red Bull win in Mexico city and seeing Checo on the podium. I'm really glad that he got there. Um, w- w- was very cool. But like you said, Chase, not that exciting of a race. It was one of those where in the sport and we're trying to really get, get to grips with it. But in this sport, you have some stinkers. You have some races where in the first five to 10 laps, um, there's some movement. In this case, it was the first lap, which was fun, but if you fast forwarded through the rest of the race and, and got to see the checkered flag at the end, uh, it really was, was without any movement. So I think the bulk of our coverage chase should probably be about lap one and then some of the bigger title implications and maybe even some stuff that happened on Saturday with qualifying. But what did you think of that first lap and some of the, some of the theatrics? I mean, I, you know, I'm a max guy. I just ride for the dude. He's he's ballsy and he knows he knows when he's got to pick his spots. Um, we'll talk about the qualifying, but I, I honestly my pre my pre weekend prediction would have been very different than my Sunday morning prediction. I did not expect the Red Bulls to look how they did. Did not expect Max to look how he did. But he found that slipstream. He got outside, was really late on the brakes, and just put a chokehold on this race early. Um, you heard Lewis on the mic just talking like, damn, this guy's quick. A lot of that it could be chalked up to Lewis bluffing and, and them trying to play little head games. But I, I mean, it might as well have been earnest because, because Max was really fast. He just like built up that 10 second, 16 second lead. And it, yeah. didn't, it didn't look at all like this race was in the balance, at least from that top spot. And it's what we predicted. You and I both said, Hey, this is a rebel dominated track. We'll get into qualifying, but you know, Valtteri Botas is on pole. 
Um, Lewis Hamilton was in second, and then it was <laughs> Max and Sergio Perez. So it was Mercedes taking one, two and qualifying, which was surprising. Um, something that was mentioned that was news to me, and, and this happens on a handful of circuits, Chase, across the calendar, is the third spot, which is where Max was off the start, actually has an advantage in Mexico City um, as opposed to the second spot or even the first, and, and it continues to go back. So the fifth spot, the seventh spot, they're all behind one and three. So three gets that slipstream immediately behind the leader uh, off the start in Mexico City, and they call yeah. it, like I heard Daniel Ricardo in his post-qualifying session call him being in seventh instead of sixth as an advantage. Like he'd rather be on the seventh side than the sixth place start side because he called it the clean part of the track. I think it gets a bit dusty on the right side of the track and you just don't have as good of a racing line. So not, I mean, it was surprising, but with a, with a driver as good as Max Verstappen starting in third on, on quote unquote, the clean side, he did exactly that. I mean, he just stayed behind Valtteri. Um, Valtteri has had some really poor starts. He's, he's, he's has a handful of poles in the last couple of years, but Maybe it's just me being tough on the guy as everybody else is, but Valtteri immediately gets pushed back. Um, and that's where we see the first kind of melee here where Daniel Ricardo he actually made up chase two to three places off the start. He ends up going far on the right side and he's fighting with Checo Perez it, yeah. and Valtteri Botas, who are in third and fourth at that point. So so Daniel Ricardo goes from seventh to fifth and he's even <laughs> fighting for fourth, and he just breaks too late. And Sergio Perez kind of squeezes Valtteri Bottas, who therefore gets squeezed into the corner. And Daniel Ricciardo is, 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 is in no man's land. And he hits uh, and spins Valtteri Bottas around. Daniel Ricciardo loses his front wing. So not only the pole sitter, but the guy who finishes or starts in seventh uh, in this race, who's in that big McLaren-Ferrari battle, they go to the back of the grid. There's a safety car and... Valtteri Botas and Daniel Ricciardo end up going back of the grid 17th and 18th position uh, for the start of this race, which was pretty wild. And that kind of set the order from there on out. Yeah, I mean, I'm glad, not glad, but it, it made for some really fun theatrics towards the back of the grid during this race. I thought some of the best, I mean, during this kind of boring section of the race part was was just the fight between Danny and, and Valtteri and just great honestly your guy danny driving great just fighting off that that mercedes which is definitely quicker than he was but yeah uh, valtteri could not get past him he that's a really- bummer it's a bummer for for mercedes like not to be i i'm always biased for mclaren and daniel um i wish that he was fending off valtteri for third place instead of 12th or 11th as he did um but they both were dealing with damaged cars and it kind of shows the issue with the 2021 formula one car. I mean, I'm not taking away credit from Daniel, but there wasn't that much overtaking opportunity on this track, which is a bit surprising. The first lap was everything. And then people just could not get within DRS range consistently and make, uh, you know, make pushes and lunges for the places. Um, So yeah, Daniel Ricardo defended Valtteri Botas beautifully um, Mercedes, all, all the Mercedes fans must have been so bummed because Botas finishes on pole and he, or he starts on pole rather, and he finishes out of the points. I think he got one point because he set the fastest lap, but he finishes in 14th. So Daniel's race, his whole race was about defending Valtteri, 
But Daniel finished 12th, Chase, so he gets no points either, and that surely doesn't help them in their Ferrari-McLaren battle because now I think Ferrari is thir- yeah, 13 and a half and points constru- up on McLaren in the Constructors' Championship. Yep. I mean, if you look at the top of the Constructors, Mercedes is only a point up on Red Bull at this point, which is obviously it's hard when, when the when Red Bull goes on two on the podium and, and you get one, one guy out of the points. But uh, yeah, Ferrari is now um, built up a pretty big lead over McLaren. Um, 13 and a half points. So it's just going to be tough for, for the McLaren to, to, to win that back. I mean, they'll, I'm sure they'll, they'll perform better in this, um, in the middle Eastern tracks. I, those, those will definitely be more friendly, um, towards the McLarens and the, than the Ferraris, but, uh, it's, it's going to be tough. McLaren sites though. I, I mean, they, the, the Ferraris, they drove great today, but I'm honestly like, they're just not like, like they've kind of settled into this like fourth fifth range but yeah like, i was hoping to see leclerc battle it out with gasly or give that something i mean that was bizarre i mean gasly let, let's give him his his roses i mean he finishes fourth here again the shakeup was that valtteri goes from first to 14th at the end of the race or whatever he finished 13 14th um so the places chase are max verstappen wins yet again um lewis hamilton salvages a really, really nice second place because we were talking about it before the podcast. If, if somebody interviewed Lewis Hamilton before this weekend with how all the energy was around this being a Red Bull track, if you said, hey, Lewis, would you take a second place and only lose seven points to Max? He would say yes, and he ultimately gets second place. Now, the constructor side, like you said, Mercedes loses out by Valtteri not being within any point range there. And then you have you have third place is Sergio Perez who just could not create you know could not get past Lewis Hamilton. So again it kind of proves Max Verstappen's dominance. I mean he's just so damn quick. Um and then fourth, like you were getting at, Pierre Gasly. Uh, a phenomenal performance. He's been a little bit quiet in the last five races. Um but you know similar engine obviously to the Rebel engine, Honda powered. So they looked really strong this weekend and you're right. Um, I don't. I'm not a. I'm not a Signs hater. I know a lot of people like Carlos Signs, but he doesn't really fight um, in the race. I feel like he more so gets passed. He has a lot of races where he starts fifth and seventh, starts fourth and sixth, uh, or he'll get his couple podiums whenever there's a bunch of crazy stuff that goes on. And I know that's major hater talk against Signs. So if somebody's a big Carlos Signs fan, they'll be pretty pissed at me. But I expect Leclerc to do the battling. I mean, he's an incredible racer, and he's, besides Daniel Ricciardo, probably my second favorite racer. Um, And you're right. He did not push Gasly whatsoever. Neither of those Ferrari cars did. Um, And part of me thinks that if McLaren is in there somehow, some way, with Ricciardo and Norris and how good of drivers they are, somehow I think that they would have even been better to push Gasly than Ferrari. I just don't know what it is this year, Chase. Um, both of those Ferraris seem like they're neck and neck with each other. There's not really a dominant driver. Um, I like Leclerc better, and I think he's a better racer than Carlos, but I don't know. They just they, they qualified very well. They kept their pace. They had a great result for the McLaren battle, but they didn't really do anything besides just stay in their places. So we'll, we'll see. Hopefully they don't look too good in the next race, and McLaren can get some, can get some more points to make it more interesting. Yeah, it would be nice to see that um, go back and forth. It just seems like the Ferraris are going to have it from here on in. But, um, no, it's 
I mean, Daniel looks strong. I, I, w- I mean, like hindsight's so toy, but like if you play this race out and he doesn't get in trouble there and maybe makes a few places up, it'd be interesting to see Danny fight it out in that in that middle section because I think he could have gotten some more points from the McLarens. But uh, but well, he'll he'll keep biting at it. I think I think it'll be a fun it'll be a fun Brazilian Grand Prix. Uh, honestly, like it made me a little bit more optimistic that these cars that we think are, are are not made for the street could could potentially perform well in a, in a street. Yeah, good. I agree. I think that's a good point. I think that McLaren, the bummer is that Lando had nothing. So Lando made some places up. He started 18th. He finished 10th. Yeah. But like, let's be honest, the cars between 18 and 10 are cars that on any track McLaren should be able to get by. I mean, Ricard- Ricardo got up to 12th place yeah. within like, you know, 15 laps, right? It was just he couldn't make any more movement behind the real middle class of the cars. So he couldn't get past Alonso. He couldn't get past Vettel. He couldn't get past even Giovinazzi, right? So Raikkonen and Giovinazzi, this is the first strong Alfa Romeo showing. Um, Alfa Romeo effed over Giovinazzi with the undercut strategy that did nothing for them because Giovinazzi got up to sixth place um, at the beginning of the race. And it was on merit. Know, it was on merit. It wasn't oh, even shit. like some pit thing. Oh. It was like all of a sudden Gio has replaced Daniel Ricardo at the front um, in that pack. And then they did yeah. some early pit strategy to try to undercut Sebastian Vettel and had, I think, a pretty long pit stop chase. But we still got to give our, our give credit to Alfa Romeo because they've been mm-hmm. so silent this year. Again, Giovinazzi gets pushed out. That's the only seat left on... Um, left on the roster for, for next season that that's not filled by the way. And they said that that thing would be filled hopefully by Brazil. So watch out for Giovinazzi getting his seat taken away from him. So there won't be an Italian driver left on the grid, but anyways, Raikkonen finishes yeah. in eighth and Vettel gets in there and Alonzo. So a lot of old guys get their, get their points, but yeah. Yeah. It was like, there was a bunch of world championships fighting out like yeah. eight to nine, eight to 10. Yeah. Lando Lando didn't uh, really it was, have it, by the way. Like that's what I was gonna say is is Daniel didn't have it either, to be honest. Um once he got behind people, it's just too too turbulent. The air the air is really hard to pass. But like yeah, Lando didn't have the front wing fly off. Lando could not really get past a couple of guys and kind of was by himself the whole race. So um No, it was it was kind of like yeah, it wasn't a great race. It wasn't really for Lando fans and like people that saw his talent at the beginning of the year. It wasn't wasn't the ideal um, race for him. He just yeah, he just didn't yeah. You you summed it up. He just didn't have it. But uh, but now they're gonna have a chip on their shoulder. Like hopefully they go into Brazil and they're not as cocky as and I'm speaking of McLaren, but maybe they're not as cocky as they've been the last couple races. Obviously, Daniel Ricardo walks into Austin like a big swinging you know what, and he has he ha- he has a he has a great race. <laughs> Um, Lando Norris continues to be kind of down, but McLaren has had a whole bunch of swagger ever since Monza. And this is not the worst showing for them. Um, Daniel's had a couple where he's been in like 13th, 14th, you know, um, the whole race, like Daniel obviously had an issue here and it was a lap one issue. I I agree with you. I think he would have been fighting for P five, if not P four. Um, if he didn't get into (laughs) that, get into that crash in the beginning of this race, but hopefully they go into Brazil and they, 
do a little bit of what they did in qualifying, honestly. You know, Daniel wedged in between two Ferraris, and he wasn't supposed to be doing that. Um, so we already did that, and hopefully they bring a little bit more of that to qualifying, and hopefully Lando can do something himself. He had an engine replacement for this race, Chase, so he started at the back of the grid. So some of my some of my downer attitude on Lando is probably not that warranted for this race, um, but maybe his engine is going to give him a little bit of a spark. <laughs> and I don't know. I'm excited for the next four races, right? Uh, that are that are within five weeks. We're going to get Brazil right now, next week. And maybe that's where the fireworks are. I know it's, it's yeah, I, we're down. I mean, we just can't help, but get really good racing. I mean, one of these next four or five races is just going to be awesome. You just can't, you can't help it. I mean, I hope it's not a big wreck or anything like that, but you're going to get some fireworks regardless. I thought there was going to be a wreck in this one. I really yeah. did. And I did not expect it to be Botas and Ricardo. I thought it was going to be Perez or, uh, I still think it's going to happen because like we said, the one, two finishes are actually what both drivers want in a way, but they also don't want in a way there needs to be some sort of swing event where one of them gets fifth or one of them has a DNF or one of them. You know what I mean? There needs to be more point separation, especially when one of the teams just takes away that fastest lap point. Like in this case, Valtteri Botas got the fastest lap of the race that extra one point for Max Verstappen, if he said it, would actually be very helpful in his battle with Lewis because every point matters. There have been past championships where it's decided by a single point. So these teams know that that's important. Um, but they, they, I mean, they brought him in twice. Yeah, they, just they to get it, just to get that. Yeah, just yeah. So, which is funny. And I thought they weren't even going to get it. They, 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 they had to bring him in again because, like, Horner, was, Horner congratulated Max when he won the race. He said, "And you got a fastest lap." And I, I, I laugh at that because I think yeah. Horner's a, a, a d bag. But um, <laughs> no, we, we that's that's fair. Um, he's definitely a big personality in the sport. He's uh, <laughs> he's uh, he's he makes for fun um, <laughs> driving. Uh, I don't know. It is what it is, but uh, no, we had to, I mean, I thought for the most part, I was rooting for Checo to try to get up and, and make a fight for a second. I honestly think like if he has a, a few more laps, like I don't think Lewis can hold off. It, like it came down to that. Yeah. He just didn't have enough room to strike, but uh, Lewis planned it out perfectly. So credit, credit there. I, there's not much else. To, I mean, do you want to talk about, we touched on qualifying, but uh, we could dive into that a bit more in terms of. <laughs> yeah, I think that's like the only other point that I had for this weekend that we should cover is um, in qualifying. We talked about it. Valtteri Botas sets pole. Lewis Hamilton finishes in second. And then in third and fourth are the two Red Bulls. Um, that wasn't what we predicted. We predicted it to be Red Bull lockout on the front two. And basically what happened, and this is in line with my comment on Horner just a second ago, is that um, Sonoda, the second driver for AlphaTauri, uh, used a tow method, which is the when, when a teammate tows another teammate, basically breaking the air in front and providing a slipstream for the faster teammate in qualifying. We saw that happen, by the way, with every single pairing. So Lando Norris was towing Daniel Ricciardo. Uh, Sergio Perez was towing um, Max Verstappen. So that was the big strategy during qualifying 
which was interesting. And it was just to try to help their teammates get better, better qualifying times. And on the final lap, Lewis and Valtteri set their times and Valtteri gets provisional pole. And Tsunoda had just helped Gasly get P5, which was phenomenal. And Tsunoda Chase decides to cut into the grass because he realizes that his parent cars, because <laughs> AlphaTauri is a sister Red Bull team, he realizes that the parent cars are behind him setting their final laps for qualifying. And he cuts into the grass because he thinks that that's going to be more helpful for these cars to not have any distraction as they're setting their fi- fastest laps. Sergio Perez comes around the corner and sees that there is a car in the grass and said in his post-qualifying recap that he was distracted. And you can see it from the onboard camera. He starts to wag on the wheel a little bit, and then he loses control, cuts into the grass following Sonoda. So his time is basically deleted. And Max Verstappen, who is following the tow, (laughs) sees two cars in the grass. And I don't blame Max, but he sees two cars in the grass, and he says, okay, that's a crash you know, this, this session must be stopped. So he doesn't even set a time. So, um, good for Horner. They eventually win the race, but in the post race, I thought it was pretty, pretty brutal for the 18 year old Japanese rookie Sonoda, who had a very good qualifying session, helping out all the teams. He thought he was doing the right thing by cutting into the grass chase. I don't think it necessarily was the wrong thing. Interpretation can be all changed. And Horner literally told the media that he was, you know, spitting angry that Helmut Marco was going to talk to um, Franz Tote, the uh, leader of AlphaTauri, about it. And he said, quote unquote, that yeah, Max totally and Sergio good. got, quote, sunoded, which I thought was pretty detrimental for, like, that's your young driver academy, and they already have a bad rep for all the BS that they did with Albon and Pierre Gasly and kind of toying with young drivers' careers. Um, you know, they play matchmaker a little bit too much, uh, mm-hmm. and Horner especially does that. And so Sonoda's been having a tough year, and I think he had actually his strongest couple of races recently, and all he was trying to do was help out the team, and Horner basically threw him under the bus. I, I, I think if Mercedes was in the same place, I don't, know, I don't know what your thoughts are on it, Chase, but I don't think Toto is saying, um, you know, Valtteri, you know, Va- we got Valtteri, Valtteri screwed us here. He very, very respectfully usually just says like a minor comment and says that his racers need to do better. And that's kind of my biggest difference between Horner and Wolf is I think that Horner is a bit of a prima donna. Yeah, I mean, he, yeah, it just it's it's you you got to really support your guys. It's it's hard. I know, like, there's a you're you're playing the triangulation of like egos game where like you have to like let your top driver like who's Max, who obviously like never himself takes an opportunity not to like criticize out external circumstances. So you're like, it's, it's a lot of people just blaming others. And obviously that's not a great like leadership quality, but you, you, you do find it a lot with like drivers yourself. And it's interesting that Christian was like a former driver. So you you, may come from that. That's true. That's a good point. I get the drivers doing it because it's like, yeah. God, they're so they're so in the mix. They're so competitive. You're getting them immediately as they're driving on a mic inside of the vehicle. Like they're going to be prissy and they're going to say some stuff. But post-race type stuff, like an hour later, I just find that to be a little bit childish, especially when they're 
dealing with like an 18 year old rookie who's trying to do something like that's just so detrimental. Um, and in formula one, it's kind of brutal. So just wanted to share that for the listener that there was some drama in qualifying, but ultimately there was no Verstappen Perez wave off. There was no Mexican mafia involvement. Um, it was, it was a boring Mexico city grand prix, but ultimately I think, um, we should have a better race to watch in, in Brazil. 100%. Yeah. It should be it should be super fun in Brazil. I uh yeah, there there I mean like not too much change, but we 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 kind of predicted this. I I mean on our prediction we're still we're still locked in even. We're 7 to 7. It was 4 to 4 now we're 7 to 7. We didn't have it right on, but uh um, You had all three. You had all three of the guys. I didn't yeah. I had Leclerc in third. Um I got 2 points for having Verstappen winning. You had Perez winning, right? Um yeah, I did. So, that was a bit of a I don't know if I should have done no, that. No, we don't we, uh, we need risk taking yeah. chase. We don't need yeah. conservative chase. We need risk taking chase. <laughs> conservative chase would be we leading the the pod yeah, to survive. Uh, you'd be leading it by like fifteen. Yeah. And <laughs> <laughs> uh yeah, we'll we'll always have to take risks. One one time it'll pay off big. But uh Well, there's a tight constructors championship, there's a tight drivers championship, and there's a tight podcast championship, seven to seven going into the Brazilian Grand Prix. And it's yeah, it, I think it's going to be fun. I'm glad that we don't have uh, any delay, any weeks off. We're just we're rolling straight into the next one, which it's great. It is awesome. Awesome. Well, enjoy your Sunday night, Johnny. This was fun. Always happy to pod with you. Awesome. Thanks, Chase. First, see ya. Bye.